All right, hey, what's going on, everybody? Fantasia BM here, or Matt, whichever you do prefer. Here once again, joined by my awesome co-host, the Lord Daddy himself, Nate, or Bad Twin on the internet. Hello. And uh, once again, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode three, where we will be going over the lore and backstory of Halo 3 and its campaign, and eventually we'll work our way into multiplayer, but first we're going to talk about the campaign and all that stuff, and then we'll get into the multiplayer. But I think I speak for both of us when I say this is hands down my favorite halo game in the franchise of them all <laughs> yeah without a doubt this is in my opinion the best one i know there's a lot of uh, fanboys out there that are gonna say halo 2 is so much better and that can be your opinion and everything like that but to me halo 3 is the peak of halo no matter what 100 percent. and like just in my opinion i just feel like it's also my favorite because it's kind of what i what kind of wrote me into the series and the franchise in the beginning and to begin with and it's just such a good story such a good multiplayer but uh i like i said before i got into this i read on this website that it sold over 300 million dollars on its first week of launch and more than a million people were on xbox live multiplayer in the first 20 hours which is insane. I was one of them. <laughs> I don't think I was quite right off the bat, but either way, I mean, it's <clears> just <throat> just so good. But yeah. either way, I think we can get right into it. Alrighty. So where we kind of left off from Halo 2 going into Halo 3, uh, we're looking at the arc that was mentioned in Halo 2, the very end of Halo 2, is now activated. That's when... Um, Johnson and the Arbiter and everyone there stopped the Halo ring from firing. And then moving on, the arc was activated to put all the other Halos onto standby. During this time as well, the elites, some elites, not all, some elites joined the humans in the fight against the Covenant. As well as the Covenant is now going towards Earth because there is a forerunner construct on Earth. And that's pretty much the ending of Halo 2 going right into Halo 3. And Halo 3 opens up with Master Chief jumping out of the Juggernaut ship and landing um, on the ground and pretty much locking up his armor. Johnson finds him and assumes that he's a, he's a goner and is going to leave him. Not leave him there. He's going to try to get a escape route for him to just bring the body back but that's when chief wakes up and like yo i ain't dead yet i just need a gun i need a weapon yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so from there uh starts the level of sierra 117 and that's pretty much going through the woods just pretty much killing and walking your way through that first mission um honestly very very fun very cool to look at. There's a few Easter eggs in there. Like, I remember there being uh, Bigfoot family in there. I don't think I ever saw that one, actually. No, it's <laughs> not not well done, honestly. But it, it's, like, in a certain corner, if you go to this certain spot, there's, like, I think three or four Bigfoot-looking creatures just sitting in a corner they're not really big they're just like there and i was like well they're ugly as fuck but okay all right <laughs> right on 
But it's it's nice, nice little Easter eggs. I enjoyed that stuff. Definitely growing up. Um, then once you get through CR one one seven, you get to the um, extraction point. Uh, you have to go kill tons of brutes and everything, and they come save you. Uh, my favorite part of that whole mission, and I was, I would say, a sniper whore, because anytime there was a sniper, I would grab it. And I wouldn't use it because I was like, I could use it later. <laughs> I, I need to save ammo. I can use it later. And by the end, I just have like two clips full of ammo. I'm like, I didn't use any of it. I'm like, I knew the level was ending. I don't know why I never used it. But <laughs> It's a surprise tool that'll help us later. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I don't know why I just like carrying it around. I just never like to use it because once it's out, you lose it. I'm like, well, I just wasted all the ammo. I just I don't know what I used it for. So I just carried it. I was a hoarder. <laughs> I, I'm definitely a gun hoarder that way. Snipers, rockets, I know it's meant to be used. I never use them. I just like carrying them. <laughs> just to feel I really the don't... power. Yeah, it's just like, if I really need it, I'll whip it out. But other than that, it's just there. <laughs> okay, after Sierra 117, you get picked up by the Hilo. You keep move on to this base called the Crow's Nest. And that level, once again, it's more of just a run-and-gun type of level. It's Covenant Attack. The worst, not the worst, but the most annoying enemy in that game is in that level. It's the buggers or drones, whatever you want to call them. Come swarming through the goddamn caves. And the BR is the best one to take them out with because just three-shot burst knocks each one out. But, God, there's so many. And <laughs> just... Pesky. Fucking wings. <laughs> God. I hate bugs, though, too. And that's why I hate them so much. Because they're just swarms of shit in the wings. And just, bleh, no thank you. <laughs> Grody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but pretty much how that one ends is you fight your way through. You're going to pretty much leave the base. The base is exploding. And you go through an elevator. Elevator crashes to the bottom. And you get into Warthog. And that's when you go on to the Tasavo Highway. Which is a lot of brutes on that one. A lot. Uh, a lot. <laughs> but the best part of that one is you get the chopper. True. I remember getting one of those things for the very first time. And just Ugh. using the thrusters to mow everything <laughs> down. It's that, that vehicle gives some sense of empowerment for sure. So like yeah, basically, the, the chopper, if you guys don't know, it's essentially like, it, the best way to describe it is it's like, a, it's like a weird kind of bike in the back, but then it's got like a big ass wheel in the front that you can just mow everybody over with. It's just so fun. Yeah, it's honestly as a vehicle now being an adult, I want to play games like technically, like I want to play this game well, I don't use it. I don't think it's that well of a vehicle to use because you die very fast. But god damn, if you're just trying to fuck around, it's a good way <laughs> to go so with it. It's so much fun. <laughs> but that's... A lot of these levels in Halo is just pretty much point A to point B to each cutscene. Uh, Halo 2 had a little bit more, I would say, in-depth of level creation compared to Halo 3. Halo 3 story... Personally, I think is just better. Right. Kept me more intrigued. But the 
actual level to level, it's Halo 3 is a lot more straightforward. Like it gives you this is point A, this is what you're getting to, this is what you need to do. Which I enjoyed. I'm not a huge fan of big boy games. At least that's what my friend called them because he tried to get me into Mass Effect. <laughs> and then he said, that's a big boy game. Like, I don't do those games. Too much time. Too much of a commitment. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. I want to be a Toys R Us kid, damn it. Exactly. Just <laughs> tell me what I need to do and I'll do it. But like, you have open world. Do whatever you want. That sounds like responsibility. And the whole point of me playing this game is to escape that. So please, no thank you. <laughs> Side note, that's another thing that just makes me feel even older than I am, is just thinking that during this time period, one, we had Toys R Us, and two, we had Blockbuster. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that is some crazy shit, huh? Are we getting old? We're getting very old, Nate. <laughs> As I'm sitting to... here, like, stretching my back in pain. <laughs> <laughs> and to all of you people out there who are older than I... Or Matt, do you you have it worse? I'm sorry. Yep. Um, <laughs> we sincerely apologize. And uh, mm -hmm. moment of silence. <laughs> All right. So you get through to Savo Highway. You get into this mission called the Storm, which is honestly one of my favorite missions in Halo Three. Um, it's not a well-known mission. It's not one that really sticks to everybody. The reason why I loved it is because there's a scarab in it, and overplaying the game over and over and over again with my brother we started just messing with that level in itself we found ways to get warthogs not warthogs mongies they're little uh four by four um atvs type of vehicle yeah, essentially just a four-wheeler <laughs> yeah yeah just a four-wheeler and uh usually i drove my brother jump on the back we get it into an elevator and we were able to go up and ramp up off of it and land the mongoose on top of the scarab so if anyone had played halo 3 you know you have to take out the legs first before the scarab drops and then you can get on the scarab we avoided that at all costs we found that a waste of time so we just jumped on top of it to quickly destroy as fast as possible did you ever do that matt i mean i was kind of just a youngin so i was just full sending at that son of a bitch Oh, you're cool for the legs. See? You gotta find new ways, man. You gotta find new ways to do it. I do gotta it. find new ways. <laughs> but it also helped. I always had a partner with all of my stuff, so it was easy to yeah, do. Like, very you true. just get on the back, we'll just do it, we'll get it done. I was very intimidated as a solo little lad. Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah. <laughs> I played it by myself years ago, but it was just like, this is way harder by myself. <laughs> Why does anyone do this? <clears throat> So after the storm, pretty much you go through it. Uh, you're trying to find truth and you're trying to stop the covenant from activating a forerunner technology on Earth. Well, you didn't succeed and they send a portal up into the sky. And while that is happening, there is a covenant ship that comes out of slip space and lands on Earth. That Covenant ship is infected with the Flood, and that leads right into the next level of Floodgate. That level <laughs> was, I don't want to say terrifying, because it wasn't that scary. It just, I loved it, but I hated it, because anything to do with the Flood just gives me, like, 
chills yeah the fucking it's just nightmare fuel overall <laughs> yeah it really is and trying to get the skull in that first part of the level i don't remember get all the skulls i just remember that one it's this flood that jumps over a building like across the building and you have to use your br to snipe him and he drops the skull it's an achievement and you can pick it up <clears throat> we tried that thing for like an hour trying to get that damn just restarting and restarting and restarting and restarting exactly sometimes we hit it and he lands on the goddamn roof next to him like well the skull didn't drop it landed up there like god damn it <laughs> we restart brush. anyway but it just finding those skulls was a whole different different task with the game <clears throat> i don't have that kind of commitment anymore but back in the day it was non-stop grind for that stuff yeah women ruined that for me what <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we go in we're gonna keep moving on with that you go through floodgate you just pretty much fight the flood it's a whole level about the flood a really cool thing about that level though is introduce the flamethrower and it's pretty much the only game for halos to have a flamethrower and that thing <laughs> it was hard to use because if you hit a flood with it and lit on fire he can still attack you and light you on fire so you have to be very very careful in how you used it but very fun element to the game yeah definitely yeah, definitely got fucked up with that thing yeah it was just <laughs> i would get very upset when i was like i use it and i die from it. like this is i'm never using this thing again but it pops back up i'm like okay no i'll use it again it's One super time. fun <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but carrying on through that level you fight a lot of the flood pretty much you find a signal on top on that covenant ship that is a the same signal as cortana so you assume it's cortana you're getting cortana back but you don't it's just a message from cortana stating hey you have to go to the ark you have to go and stop truth and you have to stop the flood all of these things are happening at the same time so chief is very overwhelmed and overtaken because his companion isn't on the ship that's who he was pretty much going for the flood is taking over and is infecting everything around him. And the Covenant is now going to the Ark to initiate all the Halos to eradicate all life in the galaxy, which they believe is the Great Journey. So just the, it's just a rough day. Just a rough day in Halo 3. Chief's so going then, through it. Yeah, he is. And he's the only one that can stop it. That's a bitch. <laughs> God damn it, here we go again. We're finishing the fight. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Chief Johnson Keys and a small outfit of the military go through the portal that Truth sent up in the air. It's a massive portal. When they get through the porter portal, there is this construction called the Ark. The Ark is a massive Forerunner construct that actually repairs and creates Halos. They don't mention this in Halo 3. This is just other fanboy research and everything that I found out later. But this Ark that you're on, that we all know and love from Halo 3, is actually called the Lesser Ark. It's the second Ark. There was a Greater Ark, or the original Ark, which made bigger halos there were supposed to be more halos um but with the war before 
our evolution, it gets a weird timeline. So like there was humans that were way in the past that fought forerunners. They lost, humans died, forerunners launched halos and then reseeded the galaxy. But during that period of time, there was a greater arc, but the flood were able to destroy it by taking over other ships and having a massive battle. And they destroyed that arc. So the only thing that was left was the lesser arc and then the seven halos that we know today. That's where that world is. But like I said, that's a whole different like type of lore going into it, getting away from Halo 3, really, and just talking more about the arc. So that's more in-depth. If anyone has any questions about the arc, please ask. I can kind of explain it more. But pretty much it's the... It's just a huge construct that created Halos and were able to activate them all at the same time. The Forerunners made Forge Worlds Halos, and it's it's all kind of blending in together on the arc. It's just one of their main bases. But the arc level in itself of Halo 3, you get on the arc, you get a Scorpion tank, which is awesome anytime you get a scorpion tank in halo definitely in the campaigns it's just it's just a blast because you you don't die you just blow things away with a massive cannon. massive tank yeah <laughs> just fucking... <laughs> <laughs> the amount of just looking at ghosts and it's like bye boom just it, <laughs> it feels so good just a fucking move bitch get out the get way, out the way. <laughs> <laughs> So during that level as well, High Charity, that massive ship that we talked about in Halo 2, um, the the city ship for the Covenant that was taken over by the Flood at the end of Halo 2 where Cortana was stored, right? That in itself crashes onto the Ark. And that, when you watch that cutscene for the first time and you see it and you realize what it is and you realize what's going on, you just think to yourself, Jesus Christ, and just leave us alone. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> this shit uh, I, I hate the flood. Like, I love Halos. The flood is a great enemy. It just, anytime I see him, like, this is just going to get frustrating, and I know it. <laughs> going to hate every second of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so annoying. So from there, you pretty much... You keep fighting your way throughout the arc. It's more of that point A to point B type of uh, playthrough. The great reason I love this game is because while going through all that, there is another level that has two scarabs in it. Do you remember this level? I, I think it was called the Covenant. Partially remember it, I think. So there's two scarabs at the same spot, right? And you have rockets again, you drive the marines around, you're supposed to break the legs to destroy both scarabs. And it's actually a very hard thing to do because when you're attacking one scarab, the other one's looking at you and trying to blow you away at the same time. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> my, my brother and I would just pretty much cheese it, and one person flies a hornet, which is pretty much like a helicopter, and the other one gets in the side and just flies above the air, drops them, like air drops the person onto the scarab. They run, destroy it, jump off the scarab, pick them up, go to the next one. We don't got to break legs. We don't got to do anything. We just pretty much ODST that shit. <laughs> drop them in. <laughs> drop them bitches in. 
<laughs> it worked though. It, it was a very easy way to get through that part. And the feeling of, like, I always played as chief. My brother was arbiter, so I usually was the one getting dropped in. But that feeling of, like, just falling behind enemy lines and you're ready to fight and you're destroying this massive scarab is just felt really good. It was really, it was a really good feeling to have. And then you look behind you and there's an explosion. It just make, reminds you that you're playing like an action movie. It's great. It's I love beautiful. it. <laughs> See, it's those types of memories. Why Halo three, in my opinion, is the best one. They had a lot more of the big finesse and extra that they didn't have to do, but they did it because they knew we would all love it. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. <laughs> So at the ending of that level, you pretty much go, sorry, excuse me, uh, pretty much at that end of the level, you go through uh, the arc, still on the arc, but you go and kill Truth. And during that, you've joined forces with the Flood because Truth has killed Keys and made Sergeant Johnson start the the halo arrays using the arc. So all of them are going to launch at the same time. So the flood chief and the arbiter all team up to get through this control room to finish, to to stop them all. And they are able to kill truth and deactivate the halo arrays. And right as soon as they do, the flood flip. Now they're going to survive. They're trying to kill Chief, trying to kill Arbiter, and they have to fight their way through this control room again to keep moving forward. That control room, there was another skull in that control room, which was a bitch and a half to get, because you have to jump through the goddamn rings in a certain order, and the only way you could find that is on, like, CheatCC or CheatCodes.com, because no one knew that shit. I don't know how people figured it out. It was like one, four, seven, six, five. It was, mm, it was just annoying. Do you, did you ever get all the skulls, Matt? No, I did not actually. Oh man, you missed out. It was harder than shit. <laughs> so I got like all I dodged a bullet, honestly. <laughs> uh, yes and no. Like you didn't have to go through the frustration, the annoying of everything. Like we had to research every skull on how to get it. But at the same time, when you got all of them, it just sense of accomplishment came over you. Like, I, I did it. Did I cheat? Kind of look it up. Yeah, it did. But like, <laughs> you still did it. <laughs> okay, so we keep moving on. So after that, truth is dead. You fight your way through it. You find that the arc is creating another halo. And that is to replace Installation 4. That's the Halo you destroyed in Halo 1. So over this all this time, the Ark has been working on creating another Halo to replace Installation 4. <clears throat> so pretty much at that moment, Chief and Arbiter figure the Flood is infecting everything. The Covenant is down. How are they going to stop Flood? Chief's plan is to destroy the Ark uh, by using this new Halo, or destroy the Halo using this new Halo. They're going to 
launch it. And since the Ark is so far away from other sentient life as they, they think that it is, because the portal pushed them at the outskirts of the Milky Way galaxy. So it doesn't have a big enough blast radius to really kill um, m massive amounts of people and everything. So you should be safe to launch it. If there's casualties, there's casualties type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so the only way to... Yeah, the only way to launch a Halo, though, is you need the index. And who has an index? Matt? Uh, Cortana, isn't it? Yes, Cortana <laughs> has an index. Nailed it! Halo 1. So she, ha she still has it. So that's when Chief decides he has to go to High Charity, he has to get Cortana back, he has to fulfill that promise that he's coming back for. And that's when you go into the level called Cortana, which is a complete level of just flood. And it's a <laughs> horrific, awful level, super fun, but God, it is so frustrating. <laughs> I think that was my least favorite level in that entire game. Did we because I hate, we hate flood around here. <laughs> I hate the flood so much. It's just it's just nonstop, and it's like a huge maze. You get glimpses of high charity of like Halo Two, like the doors and everything like that, but all of it is overran by the the biomass, and it's all yellow and slimy and gross, and you hear shit, and it's like, uh, uh, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I ain't about that mm. shit. Playing that shit on Legendary was hard as hell, even with friends. It got so bad that I got trapped in a corner with my brother that I would throw a stick grenade on my brother and have him <laughs> run out kamikaze style and take as many out as he could because we were just stuck there. It was terrible. <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. You do what you have to do, okay? <laughs> winning is winning. It was low-key poggers. <laughs> 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 So carrying on, you go through the level of Cortana, you fight all the flood, you go through high charity, and you find Cortana. You get her back. It's a very heartwarming moment. Honestly, I was touched by it because I just, I love that whole, I don't know, relationship between Chief and Cortana because they love each other. It's great. It's nice human side of Cortana and more of a human side that we don't see from Chief, you know? Yeah, that motherfucker nice. don't show emotion for shit. Nah, nah. <laughs> they uh, they wean that out of him for sure. <laughs> so once you get Cortana, you have to fight all the way back through High Cherry to get out of there, which also super annoying. I hated it. <laughs> Loved it. Hated it. It's all the same. But then you go into the last level of Halo 3, and that is called Halo. In the beginning, it's this big... Um, snowy wintry area and the first thing that drops in front of you is rockets which like i said before i just take them and <laughs> hoard them I, I don't use them unless i absolutely have to playing that shit on legendary you use them very quickly and you realize you shouldn't have used them at that point because you need them later <laughs> i always needed more Never enough. Or I kill myself with rockets because they're just fucking. You shoot at the ground and you're done. You it's anywhere done near so. you, it's done. So you have to walk all the way up this entire forerunner construct and like it's kind of like a control room. Uh, 
there's different ways to climb up. There was a, a cheat way. You could just jump all the way up and it was done. I always just walked through it because I enjoyed that. That part is walking up and feeling like you made it all the way through that part. And once again, so many floods, very annoying. They keep dropping from the goddamn sky. They don't leave you alone. It's just terrible. Non-stop then, agony. Yeah, and then you get to the top of the door, and they're like, oh, it's still locked. We got to wait. And so you have to sit there by a door and just have hordes of flood come at you and just like, leave me alone. When the door opening up, shouldn't it be fucking open right now? But once it's opened... You go in, there's no enemies, and you get to a cutscene. This cutscene is pretty much Jonathan saying, yo, we're going to light this bitch up. And 343 Guilty Spark, yeah, that motherfucker's still around. <laughs> he's annoying. <laughs> I still don't like him from Halo 1. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, you can't. It's going to be like six months before you can launch it. And we're like, what? Jonathan's like, no, nah, we got to light it now. And he's like, well, you'll destroy the Halo. He's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Well, 343 three, Guilty Spark gave a shit because he <laughs> murked Johnson. 343 <laughs> Guilty Spark definitely was that guy that gave a shit. Yeah, he, he straight up murked him. Just red laser to the chest, fried his ass. He's done. So Chief, is gonna be like, it goes in, gets a Spartan laser, and you, you play that part, and you get to light that bitch up. It felt so good to finally kill him. <laughs> Just he, to finally get rid of the burden. Yeah, he he is so annoying. Definitely like Halo One. You learn about him. Like okay, he's he, he's he's okay. He kind of brings the story along. Halo Two. He's like God. He's just really annoying and keeps talking shit. He's talking to the Covenant and like no one likes him. And then Halo Three comes in. Like I I really fucking hate this dude. This just doesn't leave me alone. It just get out of here. And you finally get to kill him, and it felt really good. And then Chief lights up Halo. He's going to launch it. And at that moment, Guilty Spark was right. It was destroying and ripping apart that Halo. So the Halo ring is crumbling. And the arc itself is, it doesn't get destroyed, but it does need to repair itself because of the closeness to that ring and not being completely finished yet. From there, though, becomes the best part to me I'm getting of chills any already. of the Halo games. You walk <laughs> through these little caverns. Once again, Flood and Sentinels are there. Those things are just cannon fodder. You just mow those things down. You just keep running. And then you get outside, and there is a Warthog just waiting for you. And that's when you drive, I would say, 10 minutes? or so 15 minutes Probably 20 roughly, minutes yeah going through that level depending how many times you die if it's your first <laughs> time you're gonna die a lot okay because there's a direct path on how to do it and if you don't you will die but you, you get down the turret you can drive it's oh it's it's honestly my favorite level of all halos me my brother our friends connor and quinn uh any of our friends that would come over we would be like you yeah, i just want to play Halo 3, last level, you're going to run through that? You're like, yeah, let's do it. And we just run through that for hours, over and over. <laughs> and we would get to the very end, see the big uh, ship, and that would finish up the game. We'll just take a hard right and fall off the edge because we want to do it again. <laughs> we don't care. We're, we're not there to finish the game. We just want to play the game. 
Some people didn't know, though, that there were ghosts that you could get on it, and you could run the blast level uh, driving part with ghosts. You could do it with Chopper. You could do it with a Mongoose. I would say the hardest one to do it on is either the Ghost or the Mongoose. Because that Mongoose is so bouncy, and there's a lot of ramps. And you have no protection. There's lasers and shit, and fire, and it's just... Shit goes nuts, and that mong that little mongoose is just trying to tough it out, and it it's tough, man. I, I that's my favorite way to play is on the mongoose, and it's just it was hard. It was really hard to not do. Not having a good time. No, one little thing goes off next to you, and you're just flipping for days. And just, <laughs> all right, I'm dead. This is I'm gonna restart. So you you carry on through that. You drive your way through, chief. Jumps off into the massive ship, forward onto Dawn. And while that is all happening, it jumps back to a cutscene of him climbing his way up the uh, pretty much main garage part of the ship, where the tanks and the warthogs and everything else are stored. And he's being able to climb up. There's um, a tank that almost falls on him. He gets hit, battered around. But at the end of it, he survives. He has Cortana. They're on their way home. The deed is done. And it, it ends. Halo launches. The flood is supposedly eradicated. The Covenant are down. And that's, that's the end of the game. It goes into another cutscene. Where it has all the military people that have fallen in the all of the Halo Wars, technically it's the Covenant Human War, but where we've been playing Halo this entire time, it shows a lot of the characters that we knew and lost along the way, including both Keezes, uh, Johnson. And at the very, very end, there's a little carving that is just 117. I'm not going to lie. At that point... <laughs> I cried. Why am I about to cry right now? I just thought about it again, and I'm like, oh. They were actual man tears. Manly tears. Okay, let's be straight about that. It was manly tears going down my face when I thought Chief was dead. Because that's... The, if you didn't... There is a post-credit scene, legendary credit scene, that shows Chief still alive. But when I played it for the first time, I was just a youngin. Okay, this is the first time I got my own Xbox. This is the main Halo that I played growing up with. Like, that was my Halo. And the first time I played through it with my brother, there's just a little 117 on the edge. We just got it. It's our first Halo. And it's over. <laughs> Cried. There's, there's so many emotions that ran through that point. And I, like I said, I, I did play one and I played two. When I was younger, I never had the Xbox. I grew up on it. But my first real Halo that I could call mine was Halo 3. And so having it to end like that is just... Just broke Very us. emotional. Yeah, it, yeah it, was, it was a lot. Legendary cutscene shows, hey, Chief's not dead. He's just floating in space. Cortana's going to put him in cryo. And it Jeez. might be years before she's we all know. like, I'll miss you. And then she's like, wake me when you need me. Yep. <laughs> like a G. 
So I just realized that I did play it on Legendary at least once because I do remember that cutscene. But yeah. I know so, it was a while after I fucking thought he was yeah, dead. <laughs> yeah. The Legendary cutscene might be when it shows a Requiem. It's the post-credits. I'm pretty sure it's post-credits because when it shows that. But yeah, a lot of times you didn't know about it, so people just got off because it's just the people who created it. It would, took so long to get through all those names. I usually shut it off, so I didn't really know. <laughs> I thought the game was over, you know? I got done crying, and I was just yeah, like, okay, it's, like, it's done. Let's turn this off. So turn the Xbox off and go fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just, I'm done. So now we know. Now Chief, the Chief did survive, and it leads right into Halo 4 of uh, when he's on Requiem, and there he has new armor, which looked cool, but you know the, the lore of that was meh. It's it's. We'll talk about Halo 4 in the next one, right? That's that's the next episode will be Halo 4. But sticking with the Halo 3 theme today, that's that's how it ended. There's also Halo 3 ODST, which is another like sub game from Halo 3, and that's just about ODSTs. Honestly, guys, I'm not gonna talk about it much. Uh, if you want to look into that, there's a lot of lore and like YouTube stuff you can look into. It's just I personally want to stick to more of the Master Chief storyline uh, with these podcasts because to me that is the most important part of Halo is Chief and how he handles things and his story of it all. Nice. But ODST was a game and it was fun. It's just I don't know. Think of it like. Star Wars Solo. It's, it's in the Star Wars world. Story. It's there. It's decent. It's just there. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> Nothing to do with Skywalker. It's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So, that's pretty much Halo 3. That's the, the campaign and some stuff like that. Um, but what, another reason why Halo 3, at least to me, meant so much is that was my really... The real first time I was on multiplayer online with the custom games and the ranking and everything like that. Like endless nights of Griff Ball and Duck Hunt and Slayer, Big Team. It was just, we would have my friends over almost every weekend, different friends all every time playing Halo. Dude, multiplayer on Halo 3 was such a golden era. I don't know if we'll ever go back to it. I wish we could. I really I'd sell wish a we kidney could. to get back to that. That to have just a few more days of Halo 3 with the boys, you know, getting off school, grabbing a code red, going to your basement or your room, and just getting on for hours. No no care of homework or work or taxes or money just we're getting the boys just together in the moment and we're playing it <laughs> i think like one of my favorite modes obviously duck hunt was fucking lit but uh one of my favorite modes was uh <laughs> i can't remember the the name they titled it but uh i don't know if you ever played this one but it was essentially like a big ass ramp and people on foot started at the bottom and then the people up top would have warthogs and they would just send it down and try to run you over. Did you ever play that one? Ice Cream Man? It might have been what it's called, maybe. I think, I think that's called... Yeah, I've played that. Oh, it was so much times. fun. 
But my like duck hunt is my golden era. Oh yeah, just I running around in that little just running around on a little like track platform while somebody's trying to snipe you. Yeah, even uh, with this obstacle course. That's how we play it. There was yeah. a whole obstacle course. You had the all the people are running through. And there's one sniper that's trying to pick you off the entire time. <laughs> if you get through the obstacle course, you get over shields, you get teleported into the sniper's nest with a sword, you automatically win. But getting there was hard. There was, was fusion so coils and different teleporters. And the map we had was a goddamn gift from God because we played countless hours. I think the most we got was like 16 people on custom games. Oh, and just like two snipers, let's do this. And we're like, it was nuts. The feeling that you got just like the burst of adrenaline when you like realize that literal everybody was dead and you were the last one alive. So you're like, okay, well, I can't just stick to the herd anymore. I have to actually hide behind cover and shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> that would get nuts. <laughs> just doing like little shoulder peeks around the, around the obstacles trying to get them to shoot mm -hmm. and then you have time to run to the next cover. Oh, dude. Yeah, that, that, was, that was the peak. I remember playing Cops and Robbers a lot. I oh, sucked at yes. that game. Even even outside of the Halo franchise, it was just such a golden era of gaming because I remember around the same time it was Modern Warfare 2 and they yep, had like Golden Call of Duty. They That's had the best the one. Michael Myers, they had Hide and Seek, which was basically Michael Myers. Uh you know, had terminal where you would always just go up onto the top of the plane and nobody could ever figure out how to get you and you're like, hey, it sucks to suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, See, I remember terminal, Modern Warfare 2, my class. Sniper class, intervention, thermal scope. I don't give a shit, so people. Good. That is the best class to have. I love thermal. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was it was the best one. But yeah, Halo Halo Three had the best maps. Me personally, like for big team and everything like that, definitely sandbox. If anyone knows what sandbox is, it was the big sandy map with the two massive bases. They called elephants that moved. Playing capture the flag on that was just a different feel because you could move the bases for the flags. My brother and I would just get on a warthog and drive to the other base and grab the flag and jump off or do it with a mongoose or steal their elephant and drive it towards our elephant so we could just jump back and forth. <laughs> and they had no idea what was going on. It's like, people, how are they scoring so fast? Exactly, because we stole your fucking elephant. That's how. <laughs> this is ours. There's that. There's Valhalla, which was a great map. Oh, I remember Valhalla. Uh, so it, from the episode one, I talked about some of my really good friends, Connor and Quinn. We all played Halo together. Me, Jay, Connor, and Quinn. We would each get in a Warthog. One turret, like they both turrets to be used two drivers and we just carry on capture flag that way because we usually play big team there was at one point when we got like two or three warthogs a mongoose going and we all got a flag and on an open chat we were singing convoy we got a my big convoy riding through the night and people started singing with us <laughs> while we're stealing people's flags it was the greatest moment ever Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It was just that type of thing of it was easy to play, anyone could play, and it was the peak of multiplayer. Not only Okay, continue. 
Well, I'll say competitively, I would say Halo 2. I've seen stuff about it. I didn't play a whole lot of Halo 2 multiplayer. Um, talking to our friend Cheech, he mentions Halo 2 being a lot more competitive. Uh, for esports and everything, Halo 2 was more competitive than Halo 3. But Halo 3, just for the fun factor of just being able to do what you wanted, to me, is a better multiplayer. True. Just open play. But not only was it just the peak of, like, just multiplayer fun, but it was the peak of Red vs. Blue. Oh, dude. I haven't watched that, I would say, like, two or three years, but I was still committed, very much committed just a couple of years ago. I watched so much Red vs. Blue. I quote it all the time. And oh, the yeah. sad thing is, when my friend, some of my friends who haven't seen it look at me like, why are you saying that? I'm like, God damn it, you guys don't get it. You but there's understand. some friends that look at me who have seen it like, still, I'm like, it'll never die. I'll never <laughs> let it die. I remember there was this one video. I don't think it was, I don't think it was anything Red versus Blue or Rooster Teeth affiliated, but it was uh, this one video where <laughs> it was just this Spartan running around and it was like, I think it was the do you like pancakes or do you like waffles song and they would just run around and do like a skit of halo spartans dancing and jamming out to that song and then there was another one where it was like the the purple spartan and it was just like him running and he just goes god i love being purple oh, there's <laughs> so many good quotes from that era dude do it to me, that was where a lot of the first memes were coming. Like, they're full yes, videos, but yes. like a lot of the inside jokes, the short jokes, they were just, it was so good. There was a, a few videos besides there was through that uh, me and my friends watched a lot. There was one, um, it's called Halo 3 Driving School. Me and my brother watched it all the time. There's only like two or three episodes, but we just keep rewatching it. One of our favorite parts was his. They were teaching you how to drive a warthog, but he says, I'm going to pass this to my buddy, Joey Cappuccilli. He's an Italian guy. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his rules were, all right, so you stop. If you have to stop at a stop sign, you wait. You have to wait for everyone to cross. If it takes too long, you run them over. Same will apply for babies and strollers. Old people and Girl Scouts. Just run them over. <laughs> Just run them over. <laughs> like, I don't know. Being, being a young kid and just finding those types of videos just made me laugh all the time. Hilarious. My cousins are the ones that got me into Red versus Blue. And uh, the, there's a quote in Red vs. Blue that I still use. If we're playing sports, we're we doing anything. Uh, if someone does something and throws something and it doesn't work out well, it's uh, on the season of Reconstruction, and he says, that was the worst throw ever. <laughs> of all time. <laughs> <laughs> of all time. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, you're right. It's, it started for me, and most likely for you, in Halo 3. We, we got YouTube, we got those videos, we got Halo 3 multiplayer, we had the campaign. That was the peak for me of gaming and growing up and everything. I don't know if I'll ever get back to that type of feeling that we had back then. Oh, because no. it was, it was a different time. It was a different way, but like I said, I would give anything to have a few of those days back because it was, 
some of the best times I've ever had is playing Halo 3 with the boys and looking up stupid videos and just <laughs> no cares, man. It was easy. It was easy to be alive. You didn't have any stress. You just had to be there, you know? Yeah. It was just, just an extremely simple time. It really was. And maybe that's why Halo 3 is my favorite, is because it was easier to play. Because Halo 4, I was more of an adult, and it, it felt harder to play because I didn't have time. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that next time. We'll talk about that next time. But yeah, it's just it was a different different way to to live back then. And I remember being in high, not really high school, but like middle school, going into high school. I think this is the time period. People talking mad shit about Halo, saying Call of Duty's better. Bullshit. Bullshit. I respect it, but Halo's way better. Oh yeah, yeah. Those those some PlayStation posers and shit. Okay, <laughs> Xbox all the way, Xbox. Just the shit Halo gave us, and just the memories that Halo brought. It's just irreplaceable. Yeah, it really is. It's not just about the game. It's about who you enjoyed the game with. True. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it gets deep around here, but <laughs> But if uh I just want to say if anyone has any comments or anything, please write down your memories of Halo 3 uh or any Halo for that matter on the uh podcast description, not description, but like the comments anything like that. Um we I'm interested in to see what types of fun you had. What it based off this conversation and everything. So yeah, please leave, leave comments. We want to, we'll talk about it next time too. And also feel free to just drop any, uh, any feedback as well, either through the comments of the podcast or through any of our socials, just send us a DM and, uh, we will definitely read it and go over it in the next episode as we always do. So, uh, yeah. 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 I think that's a, I think that's a wrap, eh? That's a wrap. All right, guys. Once again, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything, please hit us up. But this conversation right here has been a blast talking about just more of an emotional thing for me than anything than just the lore. But so thank you for listening, guys. Yeah, it's just like, like I got chills in the last couple episodes talking about certain parts in the mission but i've had chills like non-stop this whole entire episode just talking about everything halo 3 i fucking love halo 3 again just the the story the multiplayer ahead of its time the fucking shenanigans you could get into with just fun mini games uh with your friends in the forge uh, along with red versus blue and just machinima skits in general it was just at its peak machinima is so fucking good like it's yeah just, it was an untouched era and it was just way ahead of its time yeah but again really as nate said thank you once again for listening thank you for supporting the podcast so far uh and uh just enjoying the podcast in general so thank you very much for listening as always it has been your host Fantage bm or matt and nate bad twin and uh we'll see you guys in episode four thank you guys so much and uh Till next time.
Stay fun and peace. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs>